So you are ready to buy your first car, but you're too broke to afford one. Well, first of all, never finance a new car because five years down the road, probably even less, probably a year or two down the road, you're going to be making payments on an old car, but the payments don't get adjusted to um, depreciation. So you're going to be paying like if you had a new car, but in reality, you have an old car. They don't adjust the payments. What you want to do is you either lease a car if you have the financial stability or you buy right out. You just pay full for a car. Obviously, you won't be able to do that for a new car. But what you do is you buy a used car, uh, you know, anywhere between $5,000 and $10,000 because that's a good car. You pay for a used car like that and, you know, you make sure that is under 100,000 miles for that used car. And you have a nice car that can last you a, a while while you get yourself financially stable. If you don't have $5,000, you might have to finance a car, but at least it won't be that much. You know, if you want to finance a a $5,000 car, a $7,000 car, no more than $10,000, then it's not as bad if you were to buy a $27,000 car or a $35,000 car, they're going to kill you. So for this video, I'm only going to be focusing on cars that you might be able to get for $10,000 or so. On spot number 10, we have the BMW 3 Series. Now, the thing with this car is that it's a difficult car to work on. It's kind of expensive. I just throw it in here because we might have some uh, people who are fans of uh, European cars. And this is a very um, sporty car. And this car is old enough that you can find them um, relatively cheap. Having said that, if you don't know what an alternator is, don't get this car. Because this car is an European car. And European cars tend to be a little bit more difficult to work on. So if you are not mechanically inclined, do not get this car, okay? Position number nine, we have a VW Jetta. The Jetta actually was my first car. I love that car. Till this day, I haven't found a car that had better leather than that car that I used to have. And it was a 1999 Volkswagen Jetta. And I really loved that car. The car was amazing. The only problem that I had was this electrical problem that I couldn't find the root issue of it. So again, um, the Jetta, another European car. As we go down the list, you'll see that there's a trend. But the Jetta, a good car, if you find them cheap enough and uh, low mileage, you could go for it. But again, be aware that these cars are very um, tricky to work on. Now, moving on to number eight, we have the Ford Gen Mustang. And this is a really good car. That's another car that um, I also bought at some point. Um, it's a good car. It's an American car. So even though they're not known for being super reliable, at least parts are cheap as opposed to the European cars, which 
the parts are really expensive. So you may want to stay away from the Europeans. The Ford Mustang has decent power too. It's a, another sporty car. It has decent power. It has around uh, 190 horsepower, which is not bad. I mean, you know, if you're a first time driver, that's plenty of power for you. Now moving to number seven, I'm gonna give you uh, a pickup option. I know some people like trucks and pickups. So you might be able to get a Ford Ranger. These are uh, very utilitarian trucks. You know, if you like trucks, you like hauling stuff around, you can buy one of these trucks and they last a long time. You know, a lot of people use them. Uh, park Rangers use them a lot. They're actually reliable. On number six, I have another pickup truck, the Dodge Ram. It's a very manly truck that get guys going. You can do a bunch of things with a Dodge Ram. If you like to be outdoors, you can put a trailer in the back. You can haul a boat. If you're into boating and kayaking, you can do a bunch of stuff with the with the Dodge Ram. And they also turned out to be pretty reliable. Now, moving on to position number five, we have the Subaru Forester. Subaru, a really safe brand. They're known for their safety and they are also reliable. And something that people might not know, the, the Forester has the engine of the WRS, which is their um, sporty car that they offer. And that car has a lot of power, over 300 horsepower. So if you want a sporty car, but don't have sporty money, you can get a Subaru Forester and kind of trick it out and you kind of have the same technology that you would have in the WRS but obviously it's like a sleeper because nobody's gonna think that an SUV is gonna have that amount of power. Moving on to the bottom of the list which is these are the top positions and like I said before you'll see a trend like towards the top we had the Europeans and the Americans towards the middle. Now at the bottom the top spots of the list. We obviously have the Japanese cars because if you want a great car, efficient and a car that's going to last you, you obviously want to get a Japanese car. Position number four, we have a Nissan Maxima. You can get any of them, really. They're good cars. They are not the best Japanese brand right now. I mean, back in the days, they used to be on top with their um, GTRs and their Silvias. And, you know, they have a long history of being good cars for the street and for the track. But in recent years, they've been falling off the, you know, the top spot. Now, moving on to position number three, we have a Hyundai Sonata. Back in the days, Hyundai wasn't a brand that people was excited about, but with the introduction of the Sonata a few years back, they kind of turned a new leaf and now people are happy to drive those cars. So something to think about, think about a Hyundai. On spot number two, we have the Honda Accord. In reality, I could have chosen the Civic. Any Honda will really do. You cannot go wrong with a Honda. The reason why I chose the Accord is because it's less suspicious. And I say that because if you get a Civic, uh, you tend to be pulled over more by the cops, especially if you have one of those older Civics, because there's this like bad reputation of like people from the hood who's up to no good driving uh, Civics. They are also easy to steal. So thieves love to get into Civics. 
So just watch out for that. On spot number one, I have the Toyota Corolla. In reality, you know, it was a tough call to make between the Honda and the Toyota. But either way, just go Japanese. But I picked the Toyota Corolla. They are crazy reliable. They're cheap. They are good on gas. Just like the Honda. But the reason I picked Toyota to be in the first spot is because they tend to have less transmission problems. Uh, not like Honda has a lot of transmission problems. But Corollas are just known for uh, having a better transmission. Mainly because they have a separate company who works their transmissions. They got Allison Transmission, who's a company who only focuses on transmissions. They put them together and voila, you get a great car. Having said that, for all those um, cars that I mentioned, even in the top spot, even if you get a Japanese car, you still want to get a car that is under a hundred thousand miles because even the best cars at some point will fail so you don't want to be like oh what happened it's a corolla why did it fail well you bought a car that has two hundred thousand miles like at some point the car is gonna break down just because it's japanese you don't want to go into this whole mentality it was like oh it's not gonna break it's, it's gonna break all right especially if you get them really cheap you got your money's worth and hopefully by now you're ready to move on to a better car or a newer car or to lease a car. Whatever the deal is, go Japanese. I guess that's the moral of the story and I'm going to end it there.